Welcome to Soulful, the podcast. I'm your host, Layla Steed, psychic medium healer and mentor for women that are ready to embrace their soul-aligned life. This is a powerful destination for women that are seeking that irresistible invitation to lead a more meaningful, purposeful and self-ignited life. This is a free conscious education tool if you are seeking greater self-connection and that familiar frequency of that feminine connection, then you are in the right place. I thank you for being here. Let's dive in. Good morning and welcome to episode one of Soulful, the podcast. Today's episode is called Embracing My Spiritual Gifts and Stepping Deeper into My Authentic Self. Now, if you have been following me over on Instagram, you would know that this has been a real journey for me. So I'll start at the beginning for you. When I was a little girl, um, as earliest of the memories that I can remember were probably around three or four years old and I could see my spiritual team. So I could see all my spirit guides. They were around me all the time. There was probably about 12 of them that would crowd around my bed at night when I was sleeping. As you can imagine, it was really scary for a child um, to have all these strangers in my room at night. And I felt really unnerved by it. I felt really scared. I would run into my parents screaming and my parents have uh, very fond memories of how terrible of a sleeper I was during, during that age and that stage of my life. And I would constantly run into my parents and be like, there's people in my room, there's people in my room. Now, it wasn't until I started describing family members that had passed over that my parents took it really seriously and they realized, hang on a second, there's something here that we probably need to start to look at. Now, I'm Samoan by heritage. My dad is um, a Samoan man and obviously that's part of my heritage. And there was a lady that would come to visit me all the time. Um, she was actually my great-grandmother. It was discovered once I started describing what she looked like my dad then discovered that, hey, she's actually describing her great-grandmother and she would go and visit a lot of family members. So there's a lot of accounts of her wearing the beautiful traditional um, hair and the traditional flowers that they would always carry and also um, always dressed in white. So it wasn't until I started describing that there's this brown skin lady and she's got long hair plaited to the side and she's carrying these big long flowers Um that my dad was like, hang on a second, there's something a little bit amiss here. Um, they literally told me to send them towards the light and, you know, ask them to leave in Jesus name. Amen. That's what we want you to do. They were really freaked out. They didn't know how to handle this kid that was seeing dead people. And it made me feel really ashamed. Like there was something wrong with me. And I'm sure that at the time, you know, it's a pretty rare thing. Well, it's not now, thankfully, but back then it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a weird thing to have a child like that. And I think especially given my mum's religious upbringing, it really made her uncomfortable. Um, so yeah, she kept telling me to tell them to leave in Jesus name. Amen. We don't want to know about it. And it kind of made them, I still remember feeling like I was making them really uncomfortable when I would talk about what was going on. So look, it was um, something that made me feel really ashamed and like I'd done something wrong um, when it was just something that was occurring naturally and I didn't have any control over it. So that has pretty much occurred my entire life. Um, 
And it has really freaked me out, to be honest. It has only been the recent probably one to two years that I have begun to embrace this side of myself. So when spirits have come forward to me, I, instead of sending them away, I've kind of been a little bit more curious, you know, how come I can see this? How come I can feel this? What's going on? How do I harness this so that I can kind of, you know, not, um, not reject it basically. So, that has been a real journey for me. I think anyone that has been on a journey to, um, it is quite a spiritual journey, but one that has been accepting gifts that were naturally there rather than trying to bring them through. Um, it is a real process. And I think that I'm finally at a place now where yes, I'm doing readings and I haven't got anything wrong yet. And it's definitely given me so much confidence, all of the beautiful feedback that I've had. And just that (laughs) if you had said that I would be It'd be 2022 and I'd be speaking to the dead and bringing them through to um, connect with loved ones. I would never have believed you. It just was something that throughout my life made me feel so uncomfortable. I didn't want to be different. I didn't want to be that weird person. It is still quite a taboo thing. There's people that have really strong feelings. There's people that think that it's witchcraft, that it's negative, that it's devil's work and all of that. They don't really understand deeper anything than they have been taught, anything that they have been um, shown outside of their values or their belief system. They don't really believe anything. They're really close-minded off to that. And that's fine. That's people's beliefs. Um, But it's still, it's something that I want to touch base on that there are still prophets even within churches. Um, There are people that can speak over your life within the church. It is no different to accessing that kind of energy. Um, I would never access anything that was dark energy or that was, um, you know, not of the light, so to speak. So it's been a real interesting, you know, phase for me to be able to see who's really stepping forward and acknowledging um, what I'm doing now and who's feeling a little bit like, oh, I don't know what you're doing. It's making me really uncomfortable. So, um, look, I have had people like even friends be like, I just don't understand what you're doing. Like I'm not comfortable with it, but I'm not here to make other people feel comfortable. And I think that acknowledging this side of myself has been something that I did feel a lot of shame around it. I think I've mentioned that a few times now. I felt a lot of shame. I didn't want to be different. I didn't want to be weird. I didn't want to do something that was taboo. Um, It felt really easy to pick up a camera and take photos and do that. I was a photographer. I still do photography. I'll always do photography. I love that side of my, of myself and of my job. And I do feel like that is extreme soul work for me as well. But I think it's been a huge process to accept something that is taboo, that is weird, that is a gift that other people can't see. It's not something that I feel like you can teach yourself. Um, I know that people can do that, but I feel like they had that ability anyway. It was kind of inherent within them. And everyone does have that ability to tune in to gifts, right? Everyone has that. We've all got that access to source. It's not special people that are gifted and bestowed upon. It's just that other people come through or other souls come through and they're just more open to it. Maybe they're an old soul. Maybe they've been here before, whatever it is for them on their on their life path, on their journey, on their soul's journey. Um, they're just more open to it. Working in the birth space and as a birth photographer, 
you can see when a soul comes through. Let me tell you, there is some magic shit that goes down in that space. You can see when a soul comes through that has been here before versus one that has not. Let me tell you, you can. Um, I've been witness to many births. I've seen it happen many times and I'm still shocked that some babies uh, and brand newborns that the second that they're born, they're so knowing. It's like they look at their parents and they know exactly who they are. They're very calm. Um, They're usually not crying. They're usually really taking in their surroundings of the birth space. They're kind of looking at me. They're looking at everyone. Um, There's just a difference to their soul, if that makes sense. And, And being, you know, I never understood why I could feel different things like that in the birth space. And now it makes so much sense to me. So look, I, um, I just felt that I needed to really speak into how did I get here? What is going on? Um, cause I feel like a lot of people, especially those that have followed me on Instagram, they're a bit like, mm, I don't know what is happening here. Um, and they're a little bit confused. I keep getting messages like I miss something. What's going on? <laughs> Look, I miss something too. And I feel like I've finally come home to myself, um, getting a bit woo woo now, but quite often at nighttime, I could feel spirits trying to connect to me. Um, it was really confronting. Obviously I live in an older style house. It was really, um, it's like over a hundred years old, my home. It was really confronting for me to have these people coming to me to try and get me to help them, to try and get me to pass on messages. And it made me feel really uncomfortable. This has been happening for quite some time, um, throughout my life. And it hasn't been until I have said, okay, look, I'm going to embrace that side of myself that it has finally quietened down. And I've been working with a beautiful spiritual team of people that I've collected myself and they have been helping me to kind of assert more dominance over my domain so that people can't just, or spirits, I should say, can't just walk in here and demand that I help them and demand that I give them answers. Some of them are very pushy. And now that I've got more more um, understanding of that realm and how I can say, hey, look, no, I'm not actually open for that. And to be able to, I guess in layman's terms, like to be able to like switch it on and switch it off and tune in and tune out, which is a really important part of embracing your spiritual gifts that might be, you know, psychic or mediumship. It is a very, very important part that you learn how to protect your energy. And that is something that I knew I had to do before I stepped into this space with any capacity to be like, Hey, look, I'm going to help you. I'm going to bring you forward and I'm going to connect you to who you need to be connected to. I needed to be able to you know, protect my energy. It is energy work. It is draining. And someone said to me yesterday, oh my gosh, you're really expensive. Um, My readings are expensive. And I just felt like replying, "Um, how much did you think it was going to cost for me to literally cross over and (laughs) bring some messages back from a different dimension? (laughs) Um, Let me tell you, it is tiring work. You were trying to access a different dimension or open up the portal between the dimensions, I should say, um, or planes, whatever you want to call it. So I feel like people need to understand that any energy work, the reason why when you go to an energy healer or you go to a psychic, that there is a cost involved that you might be like, mm, you know, 
that's a little bit too much or whatever it is for you. If you think it's expensive, I don't know. I, I love energy work and I respect that field. So I don't mind, like I've paid hundreds, even thousands of dollars to have energy work in that field. So I feel like it's, it's kind of shows what your values are based on anyway. So I feel like people need to understand that this is still energy work. You are still going, you know, you're going into the field, going into, um, you know, different planes, different dimensions, whatever you want to call it, to be able to bring through messages from the other side. It is tiring, you know, it is tiring. It is something that even if you protect your energy well, it still depletes your energy. Um, This is why so many psychics get burnout. This is why so many psychics take time off and say, I'm not open for readings right now. Um, This is why, you know, a lot of spiritual people are like, look, I just, I need a rest. I need to take time off. I'm not open for that side of my business at the moment. That's why so many people do that is because it is draining. It is mentally draining. It is physically draining and is especially emotionally draining. Like this week alone, I have connected uh, spirit babies that passed over after they were born. I've connected um, women with you know, parents that have passed over and there was a lot of pain in their passing. They passed really suddenly and it was, there was a lot of pain. Um, that's happened quite a few times this week. And, you know, to be able to hold space for that pain and that emotion to be acknowledged and also come through, it's different, um, than anything I've ever experienced. You know, that burnout that I felt on my body, um, is different than anything I've ever experienced before. I've been getting like really bad headaches, um, and, you know, having to really take time to honor my energy field and, and my boundaries, I think is a really big one. Psychics tend to learn boundaries. There's been a lot of people reaching out to me, like, be careful of your boundaries. So I feel like they tend to learn boundaries at a deeper capacity to others. Um, but yeah, there's been so many people reaching out to me to say, you know, be careful of your, be careful of your boundaries and make sure that you're asserting your, you know, you know, your, your values on, on how much energy you're willing to expand that day. So I have been letting my clients know that, look, I may change your time. I may change your day, depending on how my energy goes throughout the day. If I get really tired, um, I'm not going to be able to connect to spirit in the way that I need to anyway, because you are needed to have, you know, a certain amount of energy to be able to access these parts for people. Um, it's definitely a real, it's been a really, really beautiful uh, journey for me. Like it's been a really beautiful and heartwarming journey. It's felt like I have just really peeled back the layers of who I am and not been afraid. This has been, we've all got parts of ourselves, right? That we're afraid of, whether it's, um, you know, someone that struggles with maybe anger or frustration or anxiety or, um, you know, someone that might have abilities that is like, "Mm, I'm not okay with that, like not ready to, which was me for quite a long time. Um, I think it was like 31 years or something to be exact that I have been really rejecting that side of me. Um, But people that, you know, whatever it is for you, it, it can be really scary to access a side of yourself that maybe overwhelms you, um, or makes you feel like a bit uncomfortable. Like it could be as simple as, you know, you're an anxious person or you have that deep side of depression that you're trying to move through and it, it does scare you and it does overwhelm you, whatever it is for you that you can resonate with. I feel like you'll understand. Um, but to access this side of myself and be like, you know what, I'm going to let it, 
I'm going to let it flow rather than repress, repress it has been just really freeing. I'm feeling like I'm back to my sparkly self. I'm feeling like finally I've, it's almost like I've opened my wings and I'm ready to fly now. Um, that's the vision that spirit keeps giving me anyway, is that I, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to take flight, which is really beautiful. So I just wanted to touch base on a little bit of my journey with that. It did, I feel like the catalyst for the change, which someone actually asked me a really good question yesterday, what brought about this change, right? And I want to tell you, like, I don't want to go too far into detail because it is still something that, look, I'll be honest, it does give me PTSD. I don't like talking about it. I actually don't really talk about it at all on Instagram. Um, even when people ask how my mum's going, I don't, I don't discuss it at all. So, um, the catalyst for the change and the the reason why now, why now is what people have been saying, you know, why now, what made you, you know, want to embrace it? What was the catalyst for that change or what made you change your mind? Um, a whole different host of questions have been coming through. So the, the real catalyst for change in, in me accepting this side of myself has been when my mum got sick and when she got cancer, it was really horrific for our family as it is for any family. And it really, um, it really sent us through a loop. Uh, and not only mum, obviously, but the people that are around when, when that bomb goes off, when that, you know, diagnosis is, is shared and, and it feels almost as like a big, huge bomb has gone off in the middle of your life. Right. Um, whether you're the person that it is, bestowed upon, unfortunately, or you're the person that is in the firing line and and trying to lessen the blow for the person that's actually traveling through it. It has been a huge catalyst for change for me because I went to the pits of hell, it felt like, and I held her hand through. I'm going to try and not get upset. See, it's something that I, it's my one thing in my life that I really, um, it gets me really emotional Um, but it did feel like I went through the depths of hell holding her hand and that, um, a lot of her spiritual team was around her during that time. And I just kept saying, I just kept hearing, you know, I've, um, you've got to be okay with this. Like you've got to step into the fire with this. You can't run. And I think if you have been in that, in that journey with a parent or a loved one or a friend or whatever it is for you, um, you will understand that at times it, it feels like you are literally standing in the depths of hell. Um, that's how it felt for me. And it was really a heavy, hard time. And I think so often we think that our parents are superhuman, right? We think that our parents are indestructible and we don't, you know, even as children or even as adults, um, we don't see them going anywhere. We kind of have this view in our mind that, you know, nothing's ever going to happen to them. Um, I was a bit naive in that. My mum's a very strong woman and I just didn't foresee this ever happening. And I think you never do when, when it's a tragedy that occurs like that, you never do. But um, there was a specific moment where I was standing in Um, I'm going to try and get through it without getting emotional. I apologize. Um, there was a specific moment where I was standing in intensive care and mum was very, very sick and I was fighting with the nurses. Um, they had shaved her head without, um, not acknowledging the family. They hadn't told us. Um, and then she was very, very unwell and she ended up in intensive care and, 
it was because I had said to them, something's wrong. I know my mum. It wasn't until I fought for her to have further testing done on her brain that they rushed her into uh, emergency care, um, um, sorry, intensive care. It wasn't until they had done that. So she'd had a stem cell transplant at this stage and she was now in intensive care um, due to me fighting to be listened to, to have the testing done. And they rushed her through straight away, um, which I knew that they were going to do. I could see that something really serious was being overlooked. And I just knew that it was her brain, that there was something really wrong going on there. And it turns out that I was right. So I could actually feel the pain in my own brain. Um, I could feel like there was just something really wrong. I felt a lot of pressure. I felt really unwell. Um, Mum's whole body swelled up and it it turned out that it was, uh, I think it was called sepsis and it really took over really quickly. And yeah, it was one of the moments that I realised you know, this is a gift and I I need to use it. Like if I hadn't have tuned in to my intuition in that way that I did, if I hadn't have felt that pain in my own brain, if I hadn't have um, trusted my intuition in that moment, she would have died. And they did say she did end up passing away um, three times throughout that intensive care stay. We were called in to say our goodbyes and she pulled through. She's still here today. Um, But she did we did get called in three times to say our goodbyes, which was, um, you know, a very push-pull, awful scenario all of those times. Um, I feel like I was okay with it in that moment. If you've ever seen anyone in in intensive care in in that kind of pain, in that level of, um, you know, hopelessness where their body is just, you know, not working for them, I think you'll understand in that moment when you become okay with death. Um, You're not okay with it, but you're like, please make it stop, make the pain stop, make it go away. So that was a huge catalyst for change when I realized I could, I could do that. Like I could actually feel that pain. I knew where it was. I knew how to get help. So, um, that kind of spurred my journey from that moment. That was, I think two years ago. Um, don't quote me on that, but she's been well now for about two to three years. So that was a huge, you know, catalyst for change in this journey, in, in me wanting to accept it, in me wanting to seek out some more information, like how could I feel that pain? How did I know? Um, is that something that I can harness for other people? Even this week, I've, I've had a client that has a mum, unfortunately, that is well with the same illness that my mum had, um, cancer, not the exact same type. And I was able to feel into what side and where it was. And it's just a real confirmation that, you know, I'm, I'm going in the right direction. And it really gave me the confidence to be like, I need to do something with this. You know, it is scary. I am scared. And, you know, my biggest fear was, oh my God, if I open up to this side of myself, am I going to have all these spirits rush into my house? Are they going to scare my daughter? Are they going to just overpower me? Like I was really nervous. And that kind of moment for me in that intensive care ward with mum, it just showed me that it is going to be okay. You do need to embrace it. And imagine if you could do that for other people where you could help them through those kind of times, or you could provide some sort of clarity. So 
that has been my my huge moment, my defining moment in in accepting this. And you know, I'm I am grateful that I went through that experience, but it did create, you know, it was it was a really challenging experience, but I am still grateful for it because you know, all of that stuff, gratitude is, you know, how you move through things and how you accept things in life. And we all know how important gratitude is for manifestation and and all of that stuff. But I feel like I am grateful for it in that moment to have inspired this change for me, if that makes sense. Um, as much as I realize it didn't happen, I feel like you know, my mum, she is well, but she's never going to be her same self again. That is something that is still really hard to accept because before this all unfolded, she was a happy, healthy woman, you know. Um, It really kind of, it took over quickly. It happened really fast. And it was something that it's still a huge defining moment in my life, as I'm sure it is in my mum's life, in my sister's life, in everyone that was, you know, in close range of that. Um, but yeah, I feel like with what has unfolded, um, you can tell that I'm a Cancerian slash I'm on the cusp, so I'm Cancer and Leo, but I feel like this season I've been more Leo most of my life and it's really bizarre in this season of my life, I've gone more towards the cancer side of myself. So yeah, it's been really interesting to, um, also feel that that shift in in my in myself, but you can tell what I was getting at there was you can tell that I've got cancer in my um <clears throat> in my star sign because <laughs> everything's I feel I feel <clears throat> excuse me so um yeah I feel like it's been and there I go again apologize for how many times I say I feel in this episode everyone um but yeah with that I definitely feel like it has been something that inspired this change. It inspired major change. My voice is going now. It's telling me I need to wrap it up. Um, And I'm so grateful and I feel really blessed that I have been given this gift. And that is something I never thought I would say. I remember screaming as a, you know, seven to nine year old child, I don't want this. I don't want to be different. (laughs) Um, And it was because my nan, my beautiful nana Katie, who is passed over, she kept visiting me and I kept telling my family and they were like, we don't want to know. And I was so angry. And to be honest, I was angry at the world. I didn't understand why, you know, when I spoke to some of my little friends at school in primary school that they were like, no, we don't have that. We don't see that. Um, and they kind of, I remember distinctively sitting down with our little bags in a, in a little circle, um, before the bell rang. And I told them what had happened with my Nana the night before how she had come through. And, I still remember the looks and the eyebrow raise and the me feeling like, oh my God, I'm such a freak. Like, <laughs> um, so I'm just really grateful. And honestly, the people that I have on, on Instagram, the beautiful community of women that have been so supportive and so, um, you know, just really have honored this side of me. Not only have they honored this side of me, but they have happily paid for readings. Like it's, like it's nothing. And, I never saw that happening. I really, it was difficult for me to put a price on, on something that really felt sacred and it felt really valuable. And it was really difficult for me to put a price on how much is my time for that? Like how much is my energetic time? 
um, how much is my time to actually tune into that dimension and that realm and, and to be able to access the spirits to bring them forward, whether it's a spiritual team or, or their family members that have passed over, like how, how much is that worth? Not to them, but to me, like it is, um, like I spoke earlier, it is something that is, it can be very emotionally draining and it can be something that really depletes you really, really quickly. Um, it's like when you go into a deep meditative state and you get that really, really tiring, sleepy feeling afterwards. Um, that's generally what you feel after you do a reading. It's, it's the same kind of burnout. Um, sometimes I come out of meditation and I feel really energized and I feel really good. And other times I'm like, I wake up two hours later. <laughs> Who can relate, right? Um, but another question that I've had from people, which I'm going to touch base on in the next episode is how do I do this? I've also got abilities and I, I don't, I don't know how to tap into them. Uh, so that is going to be a separate episode. There is also going to be a masterclass that I'm going to do when my website launches called the soulful spirit masterclass, because I feel like this has been such a huge moment in my life. And I feel like other women that have also, excuse me, other women that have also been through this massive change and this huge, you know, I wouldn't call it an awakening. I just feel like it's a coming home to, it's definitely not something I feel like I've never really had an awakening. I've been a spiritual person, you know, if, if people can remember me in high school, I used to read books on the Buddhist religion and I'd walk around trying to find out answers and trying to see which direction I wanted to go in. I was meditating and I wanted to move to Tibet when I was in high school. And I was convinced that I was going to go on this real huge spiritual pilgrimage through, through Tibet. So, um, you know, I've always kind of been like this and I've been reading spiritual books for such a long time on spiritual self-development and, and consciousness and, and just learning more about who I am and why I'm here on earth. And, I think that many of us, especially as you get up into your thirties, we all, whether or not you're someone that is um, spiritually inclined or not, you, we all go through that moment of like, why am I here? What am I really supposed to do? Am I being, you know, am I being, you know, directed into the right path and how can I access those deeper parts of myself? And, you know, what's it all about? (laughs) I feel like some babies are born just asking that right from the moment they're born. It's actually really magical. So yeah, I think that is going to come through as well because for me it's been such a such a big thing and and I want to help other women because I kind of had to gather my own spiritual team because it is weird. My friends, well, some of my friends have the ability, other people in my circle don't. Um, all of my friends, pretty much every single one of my friends is highly intuitive. That's just, you know, birds of a feather and all of that. Um but yeah, no one that I know in my immediate circle. Actually, I've got two friends that are that are psychics and that they do that um, for work. So I do have them in my circle. Excuse me, but apart from them, I really don't. Ha- I really don't have anyone that would be able to say, "Do this," you know, "Unlock this," "Meditate like this." Um, for me, it was as simple as you know going to other people that are, you know, deeply spiritual people that are mediums, that are psychics, that are healers, and really talking about, you know, how do I be okay with this? How do I access it? How do I harness it so that I can use it to help others? 
and I want to be able to pass on that knowledge. So I've decided to do that masterclass when the website launches, it will be available for you. If you are the, you know, same kind of person like me and you, you have had these gifts for some time, or you just have that inner pool that you need to access that side of yourself or you felt the calling. Um, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of hard to describe. For me, it was just very much, I could feel the nudge, I could feel the pull. And, and like I said, it, it kind of happened in that moment where I had a, I had a real light bulb moment of, I could use this. I could really harness this for, to help others. And it was as simple as that seed being planted and it's now grown into what it has today. And now that I'm doing readings and it's become a part of my business, um, I still get so weird saying that it feels like a real pinch me moment in my life at the moment. Um, I'm doing this episode just as I have literally, you know, launched into this space. It's a very new thing for me. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to help other women that will be on the next episode with more details. So if you have any questions about this episode, come and find me on Instagram. All the information is in the show notes and in the show information, which you can find on your podcast app. A rating and review is always helpful. I do appreciate those. And if you have any questions, just come and find me. Like I am very open with this. I do get a lot of DMs, so it may take me a little while to get back to you. So if it's been a few days and you're like, where is she? Feel free to shoot me an email, but thank you so much for listening. This has been a real honor to be able to talk about, to be able to feel like I'm even safe enough to talk about and to be able to feel like it's going to be respected and supported in the way that it has. Like, honestly, I can't thank you guys enough. So have a beautiful day. Thank you for listening to Soulful, the podcast. One of the most beautiful things in life is connection. And I'm so glad that I was able to connect with you today. I am available for readings and I do have minimal session times available. So if you were thinking of diving in, and having a reading with me, please get in touch. My information is in the show info. I'll see you soon for the next episode, which will be tuning into your abilities and your intuition. Have a beautiful week.